Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Okay, we're live. Hi, David. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And um, today's episode... um, along the lines, and I say along the lines because we couldn't go in any direction, you know, of PTSD. Um, and, you know, like I was, ref- I'm always kind of reflecting on the subject, you know, just sort of loosely as before an episode is coming up. And um, I was thinking about all the years I spent as a therapist and in that world and, you um, in the in the rooms of addiction recovery you know a couple of decades you know of doing that myself and it was like it was such a thing for me you know like um things that had been given a label or or, um you know have been diagnosed from the psychiatric or psychological professions and um and then even when i trained as a therapist myself it was kind of like there was this um they were like big things, you know, something that was unexplainable or something that, you know, no one really, people claim to have, you know, because they'd been told they had it, you know, and it's like, but the actual, there was never any freedom from it. You know, it was like, that was all, all, all that I remember, you know, there was a big hoo-ha around the, the label and everyone claimed to have a, a version of it, me too, you know, because my dad went out and um, never came back. You know, he was killed in an accident. That's what happened when I was five. And it was like, and, and I had taken on all the theories and labels and so on, you know, myself of, of, of the, um, you know, having a traumatic experience, you know, as a child and then how that played out in my life. Um, every time I got in a vehicle, you know, it was like, it was a result of what happened to my dad, you know, the, the way I felt, the anxiety that I experienced, the the um, momentary, you know, like as I was um, <clears throat> driving, it would be like, I would just imagine having these accident, huge accidents. And I'd like, in my mind, I'd be <clears throat> playing out the whole scenario. You know, the ambulance is coming, the car rolling over, everything happening and all that. And then I'd, I'd be back again, you know, and I'd keep going off and it was like, so, so, you know, I was always telling the story of having had this experience, you know, and it's like, and, and, even after I found this understanding that we're going to talk about today, I still was telling that story because I didn't see the connection, you know, until one day someone asked me the most simple question and they just said, is it, is that the reason, you know, that's all they asked me. Is it true? You know, it's kind of like, because I was talking about an experience when I got in a car with someone and they started driving a bit fast and, um, and how my reaction, my physical reaction to that was, you know, like being startled, being gl- holding onto the seat really tight and so on. And, and they just said to me, is that because of what happened to your dad? And I was like, and just in that moment, something just clicked in my own mind, you know, and I kind of sat there and I thought, yeah, 
how could that be true? You know, how could it be true that it's related to something that had happened, you know, when all life is happening in the moment, you know, and, and all of a sudden I just saw this huge gap between what had happened to me as a child and in, the, in, the, in that, you know, experience of losing my dad and how I'd been reacting to it my whole life, you know, and it's kind of like, and I just saw that everything I was reacting to in the moment was created in my own, <clears throat> in my own mind. It was, it was continued, brought to life by a thought, by me in the moment, you know, and it was nothing to do with the past experience. I didn't stop the experience of what was happening, but I just stopped creating the loop myself, you know, and I noticed that after that, um, it just got significantly better. You know, it's kind of like I stopped creating the story. I stopped telling the story, you know, as if it was, that was the reason for it. And just found myself feeling so free of it, you know, over time. And and um, almost, not, almost, not all, but like most of my work has been with addictions, you know, and it's kind of like, and I've seen this happen with many other people too, you know, in a, in a uh, from being that therapist that kind of would um, give people a, you know, a, oh, it's going to take a long time story, you know, to get over this. We're going to have to dig back into your childhood. You're going to have to re-experience or, or into the traumatic event. You're going to have to re-experience it all and desensitize yourself to it. And that's how you get free of it. And I didn't actually even believe that myself when I was doing it so much because it just didn't seem like it really worked. So I never saw anyone that was truly free of it, even me and as the, as the, as the um, practitioner. And, um, what I saw, you know, with people was that rather than having a long time of painful um, talking therapy, you know, people within a very, when they saw the relationship between thought and the experience and how it's like, the, and, and the past is only brought into the present in the moment now by a thought, when people saw that, um, they just started to have a different experience of it. You know, and it was like, it wasn't like saying to anyone that your experience wasn't real. It wasn't saying to anyone, this is just your thinking because experience is real. We are in the hum human experience. But like when people just saw how they made the connection in their own mind, you know, how the experience they were having in the moment was a result of their current thinking, you know, and that, and that the bodily reactions to stuff still were there, but it just as they stopped creating it, you know, it's kind of like they became more free of it. So that's kind of, that's my my start for this subject, you know, so I'm gonna pass it over to you and just see where you wanna go with it and see what makes sense, yeah. you know. That's cool. Uh, and it's, you know, everything you said really rings true for, for what I've seen, you know. Um, I, I got involved in this, uh, this work by accident rather than design um i spent 17 years in in the army and and as i was leaving well no but in fact before that you know um post-traumatic stress was something that was talked about quite a lot you know the regiment i was in had had some fairly horrendous um experiences in iraq and afghanistan um and further back than that but that was that was the sort of main body of of the of the trauma that was that had been experienced um, so it was it was something that was discussed but not really understood a huge amount and the story you know the the way the system helped was getting better um, it wasn't brilliant but it was certainly getting better and it was really trying um, that but there was still a sort of stigma around people putting their hand up and saying look I'm struggling I need some help please um, and, and that's come on leaps and bounds 
um, in, the, in the eight years that I've been out of the army. That's, you know, that story's changed quite dramatically. Um, but as I said, it, you know, my involvement really started by accident with a phone call from a friend um, who had been sectioned and said, help. Um, and I went, oh, Christ, I don't know what, quite know what to do here. But actually, I know how brave it was as a step to pick the phone up and speak to me. Um, so the last thing I should be doing is running away going, I have no idea what to do to help. So I just got as quiet as I could and just listened to see, to see what would come up between us. I said, can't promise anything, but let's, let's just talk. Let's see what occurs to us and where that takes us. Um, and it seemed to help. I had no idea why it helped, but it seemed to. Um, and conversations like that sort of kept bobbling, bobbling up over sort of two or three years, mainly with that same individual, but with other guys as well that I'd worked with. Um, and, you know, being, being an infantryman back then, um, you know, it was a very male-dominated environment. That's, again, changed in the last 18 months, two years, and, and, and women are now joining the infantry. So when I say guys, I don't mean it in, in a bad way. It's just that's the main population that I've been working with. Um, uh, and I just got curious about the fact that just turning up and being there for someone seems to be helpful. Don't know why, but but there's there's something there. And I can remember, you know, when I was feeling caught up about stuff, and you know, I haven't suffered with post-traumatic stress. Um, I've suffered with various stresses in my life, but nothing from a traumatic point of view that sort of hooked me. Um, uh, but the you know that that I forgot where I was going there, but um the this you know the, the the when I was feeling stressed in my life, that's where I was going. Um I would go and seek someone who I knew would potentially listen to me. That was it. I wasn't expecting them to know an answer. Um it sounds a bit bizarre because we normally go to people for help and we expect something to happen, um, that they might have the skills or the knowledge or whatever um to, to be able to help us. But actually if I look back at it now, it was the people that I thought would listen. I didn't actively go looking for that, but that's certainly what, what I, I think back on, on now. Um, and then five years ago, I got introduced to um, the three principles as, as, as an understanding. Um, again, purely by accident, I wasn't looking for it. Um, I was searching a little bit. I was having a bit of a rough time um, in, in my personal life. Uh, it turned me inside out a bit. Uh, but I also knew that um, I was okay, even at the darkest moments. I knew, you know, it was this is just something I'm experiencing now, and it will pass, and I'll look back, and it will be okay. Uh, I don't quite know what it will look like, but whatever it is, it will be okay because everybody I care about is healthy and fit and well. So actually, that's that's the bedrock. We're all okay. It's just my it's just my experience at the moment that's not. Um, uh, I didn't have, hadn't come across the principles at that stage, but that's how it felt. Didn't stop the pain going away. And I was actively trying to work out how to get the pain to go. Um, reading all kinds of books, but mainly speaking to people or just sitting with people. And I found comfort in that. Um, but yeah, as I said, it, on that journey of discovery myself, um, I got introduced to the principles after I got, I, you know, I was sitting on the train one day pretending to go to work. Uh, so I didn't confuse my children and um, the, the stories we make up. But anyway, um, I was on the train and I was reading a, a sports psychology book 
uh, which is irrelevant because the sentence that popped into my head wasn't in the book, even though I've reread it a couple of times. And it was that my thoughts weren't real and I didn't have to react to them. And it blew my mind because I could see absolutely how much truth there was in that. All the stuff that I was finding painful was the stuff that had no substance. It was just the stuff spinning in my mind. Um, and it was nuts, absolutely nuts. Um, and yeah, and then I got introduced to the principles because someone heard, and I went, oh, that's interesting. Well, that makes perfect sense because of what he understood. He said, have you ever heard of this thing? And no, read this, watch that, and tell me what you think. And it, it blew my mind because it was pointing back to the fact that I'm living in a thought-created world along with everybody else. And that that's where the source of our freedom and our pain comes from, 100% um, of the time. And it, it, yeah, as I say, it blew my mind because I knew in that moment uh, that that kind of understanding of pointing back to into ourselves of our experiences coming from our thinking, uh, no matter what else the story is telling us, um, that I knew would help my friends some more. And then my thinking got in the way and went, right, you need to go and learn about this now um, because you might hurt someone more with what you've read in a book. Um, so, you know, I, I invested some money in doing some training and very quickly realised I couldn't hurt anybody with, uh, with this understanding and, and have been sharing it ever since in a, you know, as gentle a way as I can with, with mainly with, with um, friends that are veterans that have, you know, that are absolutely going through the ringer um, and innocently going through the ringer. Um, you know, just, just last week, um, two guys from my regiment took their lives and I know another one potentially tried to take his life um, in, in, in a 48 hour window. And, you know, that's, that's tragic because that's two people that will not see, uh, you know, their, their families again, their families feeling completely torn apart by the fact that they've lost someone um, until potentially they see that that's not as true, that they, you know, they can still be just as connected to those individuals that aren't here anymore. In, in the way that they see those memories. But I know for quite a lot of people, it's really painful to think that someone that they loved isn't here anymore because they chose that, because they couldn't see another way out. And that's, you know, that's, that, that's a very sad thought, um, but it, it makes me more um, energized, I suppose, to try and share what I know with as many different people as I can. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm already starting to see people having a better existence as a result of seeing things differently, um, which is great. Um, it's just it's now just trying to get that drumbeat going so that our, you know people are feeling comfortable listening to each other um, because it's, there's nothing nothing clever in this understanding. Um, it's, uh, it's 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 ridiculously simple. Um, and that, that's what trips it up sometimes, but people, because people, as you know, think it can't be that simple. Um, when actually the reality of it is, it, it completely is. And it's always gonna happen. We're always gonna get caught out by it, you know. Um, uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's good news in a way, because it means there's always something new and exciting to, to discover and learn. Um, you know, uh, I, I love the fact that I'm gonna be learning for as long as I'm around on this planet. You know, um, just in this last couple of weeks, things have changed quite drastically in how I think about stuff. And it's created 
more opportunity and more freedom, more and, and, and more ideas of, of, of things to get involved in. Whereas in the past, I might have recoiled from that going, uh, I don't think you're ready for that. Now it's, well, let's just, let's see where that's, this takes us. This is exciting. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I love the opportunity that the principles brings to everybody in the world. My focus is on one small group at the moment because I care deeply about them. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that, that the message that I've got and that we've all got isn't for everybody. Um, so no, it's been, it's been, it's been a, an exciting journey so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to trying to change that dynamic. You know, there's a, there's a, an un, certainly unwritten and unsaid part of society that seems to, or, or thought within society that says that um, veteran suicide is a, is, a, is a, or military suicide is a, is a, a, a tragic inevitability. And as long as we're thinking along those lines, then we're never actually going to actively try and find something different because, well, it's just going to happen. So actually, there isn't an answer. Well, we might not have found it yet, but why don't we try? It, you know, there's, um, and, and this is, you know, for what, from where I'm sitting at the moment, this is the gentlest way to go about it because, um, you know, as you were saying, Jason, it's not delving back into someone's past. It's not opening up the cupboard of their memories and, you know, uh, and, and the horrific scenes that they've been part of trying to dismantle that to, um, to make it look better. You know, one of the guys I've been speaking to for the last 18 months was terrified at the prospect of being told that we're going to go and take your memories and put them in boxes and you'll never have to deal with them again. He, he didn't want to lose the memories of his friends. He was petrified of doing them a disservice by not being able to remember them. Mm. So he was com completely caught between, I want to feel better and the solution I'm being given is telling me that I need to forget about the people I care about and that, that you know, the, the, the memories of are hurting me. Um, well, we've been flipping that around a little bit and go, well, you know, um, you feel those memories when they come into your mind, when, when you're conscious of them. And when you're not conscious of them, you don't feel them. So it's the thinking around them that's, that's, that's making them feel real. The unpleasantness that comes with that, that memory is quite visceral. And we're told, um, you know, again, quite innocently to try and drop those thoughts that, or run away from them because they're bad. They're, you know, this is a disorder, this is not right. Um, well, it's not a disorder. It's, you know, post-traumatic stress is what it says on the tin, but it's just an, it's an experience. It's a set of memories. And, and, um, and actually, you know, I, it, it scared me the first time I heard, I heard Bill Pettit say it, but actually they're on our side. They're trying to help us out. We just don't understand how, how it's all knitted together. And when I've explained that to people saying, well, you know, are you feeling stressed about something else in your life at the moment? Yeah, this, this, and this. Okay, well, what your body and your mind is trying to do at the moment is protect you. So it's trying to find something from the past to say, look how well you've done surviving something. You've really, you've got the survival thing nailed. Look, there it is, you did that. Um, and what we do, unfortunately, when we see that is try and force it back into the dark corners of our minds 
uh, and dispel it and, and try and push it away because it, that's scary. I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. Um, well, it doesn't do anything. The feeling completely comes from us. And um, when we know that, when it's not the collection of memories and, and things in, in our lives that we think are causing us pain, uh, that it's you know that it's completely an inside job, that it is just us. Uh, it does get softer, and it, and it and and as you say, you know, you stop you stop telling the story so much, um, and it, it all starts to quieten down. It doesn't stop it go away completely, but your relationship with it shifts because it's no longer this equals that. It's oh, it's that again. Wonder what's going on there, um, and it's. The focus shifts. Like, okay, that's interesting. How am I? Wonder why I'm feeling like that at the moment. You know what? Um, the, the the first guy, the, you know, the guy that I that started this whole journey for me eight years ago. Um, he got so used to feeling uncomfortable and and um, and in pain that when he started to feel better, that scared him because it wasn't normal. Um, you know, it was a little bit like when he st stopped having suicidal thoughts. He got a bit worried about that because, well, that was normal. I, I'm I'm used to experiencing those. Why why are they dropping away? Um, and then once he got comfortable with being comfortable, he then started having suicidal thoughts again, which freaked him out. So, well, you know, what's what's different? It's it's still a suicidal thought that you're having now. When you were feeling crap, you had a suicidal thought. You got comfortable with it. Okay, well, I don't have to do anything with that. Well, now it's just a suicidal thought while you're feeling comfortable. That's okay. It's it's no. It's got no more power over you than it did beforehand. Um, so you can give it as, as much attention or not as you want, because you know it'll pass. Because it always passes. Um, and it's yeah, you know, it's it's ridiculously simple. And um, and as a result, you know, it, people struggle with it to start off with until it starts making sense and they start seeing the results of it for themselves. Uh, and, and then and then they don't have to actively do anything, which is you know what we all think we have to do. I think we need to go and collect stuff to be able to 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 you know move on to the next level in in our lives. We need this, this, and this to get to the next level. We need this, this, and this to get to the next level. We need this, this, and this to escape pain. Um, or we need this, this, and this to experience love when actually it's that love and connection that binds us all together all the time. Um, and that's you know that's that's the simplest route out for for anybody is realizing that they're okay um, despite how they might feel in this moment, um, and for their mates to realize that they don't need to do anything to help their their friends that they see struggling other than be there for them and and give them some some love and attention. That's it. Um, and you know knowing that it's that simple. And knowing that there's nothing clever in it means that the guys and girls, for that matter, can help each other in, in the military community, no matter what. Which they sort of already know to a certain degree. Um, but when it comes to, to mental well-being, they go, oh, it's above my pay grade and sort of and, and run away a bit. Um, well, no, because you know, actually when when they've been in the thick of it, when they when their lives absolutely have been on the line. Um, they've just rolled with whatever's shown up in the moment because they didn't, haven't had another choice. 
being able to point back to that and go, well, you know, when everything was stacked against you, you probably felt the most alive you ever have done. Um, you probably felt the most connected you ever had done. And you wouldn't have been, you were so in the moment, it was unbelievable. Well, the truth of that uh, is your, you know, their, their system, their body and their mind went, this is the only show in town. This is the one to pay attention to. Because if you don't get through this, there's no point in worrying about what's going on in your mind. And when you come out the other end, you can pick up all that baggage, all that personal thinking, and you can think about it as much as you, as you want and ruminate on it as much as you want. But at the moment, I'm not going to let you do that. You're going to pay attention to this. Um, well, if it's true when the chips are down and we're really, um, you know, potentially not going to be here for whatever reason that might be, you know, I've certainly not, not only experienced it, you know, in the army, I've also experienced it in a car crash where um, everything slowed down. And I was going through, right, what do I need to do to stop myself getting hurt while my car is rolling over? Um, and there were loads of things that I was thinking, right, I should do this. No, that would be daft. It just all happened very quickly, but very slowly in my mind. Um, we've got that gift all the time. That, you know, that awareness of being present is available to us all the time. The only thing that's changed in the dynamic is the speed of our personal thinking. You know, um, I had uh, a very minor stroke in October. I've I've been hugely lucky. Um, physically, physically fine. Slightly sleepy little finger, but I think we can live with that. Um, and that should get better too. Um, so now it's just a bit of fatigue. But a couple of weeks ago, six, seven weeks ago, actually, the fatigue got to the point where my mind was saying, "You need to quit your job." You know, the the, the story in my head was, "You aren't good enough. There's too much going on." You just need to, to back off and drop everything. Well, didn't make that feel very pleasant, but I also didn't believe it because it came with such urgency and you must do this now that, well, actually, that's not true. Um, my employer is, you know, very reasonable and they absolutely understand what's going on. So this is your own little battle with your own thoughts at the moment. So you can, you can either suck it up and get on with it yourself in terms of, of living with this discomfort you can share it with someone if you want to. Um, but I also knew that I didn't need to do anything with it. It would just pass. Um, and it's, you know, it's that, you know, it's that wonderful gift that the principles give us is the ability to see life in the moment all the time, no matter what it is that's showing up. Um, and when it feels right and comfortable, well, that's maybe that's something to act on. But the majority of um, stressful encounters in our mind tend to come with a sense of urgency of something needs to be done um and it's it's hardly ever true hardly ever true when it is true it's because there's something scary that's about to eat you or squash you um well do something about that but if you know if you've gone actually no i am physically safe at the moment as are the people i care about okay it's just feeling urgent now well we can just let that one roll because it will drift out. Um, uh, you know, uh, like the weather, like the tide, it will pass and something will come along to replace it. The first thing that comes across, comes along, might be more unpleasant, but that will also pass. You know, it's um, it's fascinating, and and 
amazingly freeing. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> um, I think like the, it's such a, you can, uh, quite so many things came to mind, you know, like one was simplicity, you know, like, and how we're so conditioned, you know, to, to not, that we're, we're so conditioned to complexity that we can't see simplicity, you know, it's like that, like, like you would hear, you know, if you'd been stuck in the system and innocently had the idea perpetuated or put on you that you had this disorder um, and somebody shared something really simple, you'd probably just dismiss it and go, that can't be true. This sounds way too simple. I've got this real complicated diagnosis that I've been told by a psychiatrist or a psychologist, you know, it's kind of like, so we miss, you know, like we just, we miss the idea and, that we get caught up in that whole psychological system, you know, it's kind of like, and, and, and it's funny with those um, labels because we, we have this, we start experiencing this set of symptoms and then somebody gives us a label, you know, for the symptoms and then the symptoms become caused by the label that we've been given you know it's kind of like we didn't have the label in the first place but then that becomes the reason you know even though it's not even a real thing it's just kind of a fabrication or in in truth it is someone else's opinion you know or theory about what is going on you know and I was lost in the idea that theories because because it's like you said when you when you want some help you you just kind of like you think, well, where do you go? I go to a talk therapist or a psychiatrist or something like that. That's that's the sort of people that help you, right? So I've got this problem. I go to one of those people and um, they tell me what's wrong with me. So they innocently confirm the idea that I am broke and do have a problem and do need their help to find a solution to it, you know? And then I get lost in that whole system, you know, and it's kind of like, and, and it's kind of hopeless, you know, in my world, that was hopeless. You know, I was, I was one of those practitioners too, you know, like innocently doing what I thought was best for people. But what you're talking about is like so simple, you know, and, 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 and I remember, I always remember this experience of doing the podcast on trauma with uh, Dr. Thomas Kelly and coming off the podcast um doing the actual thing thing you know well because i went on with the expectation that it was going to be some real complicated discussion about trauma and all these theories about trauma and so on and i came off of that didn't i didn't feel that good really you know and i listened back to it and i had a real big uh penny dropping moment where i thought oh my god it was me i was the one with a big expectation of complexity when as all he you know, was pointing to was when we see the connection, as you were saying before, between thought you know, and, and the experience that we're having, then life becomes much simpler. And you know, that's what he kept pointing to in the, in the podcast. And I thought, oh, wow. You know, because I don't know if anyone listening doesn't know, uh, Dr. Thomas Kelly has written, I think, the most academic articles on the principles and got them published and stuff like that. And I've referenced a lot of his work. So it was quite a... Uh, good, you know, exciting for me to do a podcast with him about it, you know, but actually he really sideswiped me with how simple it was, you know, at the end instead, and, and, and realized again that I'd got caught up in the idea, even knowing this stuff, you know, that we sort of have become so conditioned to look for complicated solutions to this 
thing and that society and psychology is innocently created into a big thing, right? Yeah, and again, it's, it's, that's all been, it's all been done innocently. Um, you know, we, we, humans have engineered a complicated world um, and expect complicated solutions because everything's complicated. Um, but actually, we all know the simplest things are the ones that give us the most pleasure. You know, yeah. that, or that we feel the most pleasure from uh, from experiencing and um you know, that, that was one of the reasons why i as soon as i heard about the principles knew well one i knew that they were just made up like everything else is uh, that's you know that's amazingly freeing it's it's a way of describing something that's undescribable we're mm -hmm. not saying look at this understand and, and know this it's look in this direction and see what you can see because it's what you can see that's going to give you um, your own freedom. Because we're all, you know, we're all experiencing things slightly differently. And you know, from a military perspective, that's brilliantly easy to describe. You know, the the the, the building blocks of, of the army as eight blokes, eight, a rifle section of eight people. And when they get shot at, they've got to try and work out where they're getting shot at. So there's eight sets of eyes looking at that. Only one of them might see it, but they're spread over. 40, 50, 100 meters, you know, so that they're trying to point to each other, someone who's hiding um, elusively in the grass. And they're looking at it from their perspective and trying to describe what's going on to someone who might be nearly 100 meters away from them. Mm. Well, the guy 100 meters away knows that he's going to be looking at it slightly differently. So he's looking in a slightly different way at the same time at the indication that he's being given. So it's, it's, never you know it's simple it's never you know people are never hiding where you're expecting them to it's not not by the lamppost on the left hand side they will be well and truly tucked away well that's the same with this this understanding is is tucked away inside all of us just waiting to be found and it's going to be slightly different from everybody and that's cool that's absolutely cool and for me it gives me a huge amount of freedom because there's no set script of stuff to talk through there's just a conversation to have with someone and 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 share some time uh, as quietly as, as I can in my own mind. Um, and that's amazing. Um, the other bit that's, that's so freeing about it uh, and, and, and a bit that you alluded to earlier is, is you, we don't need to go into the content of someone else, of the person I'm speaking to's memories mm -hmm. ever, unless they really want to, if we don't have to. We could talk about my life because I'm quite comfortable with that, or we can talk about a fictitious thing or, or, or you know, we can make up a scenario and we can talk about that and talk about human human experience in a sandpit, and by doing that, it's they're less um, invested in the story. Mm. And when, when they're not invested in it, they're freer with it. And when they're freer with it, they then go, "Oh, oh, well, if that's true, there, well, I'm a human being as well." The last time I checked, so maybe this is maybe this makes sense for me too, and. It's, it's those sort of gentle unravelings. You know, I, I love it when Bill Pettit says it's like watching someone unwrap their own birthday present. Um, it, you know, it's, it, is, it is that simple. We come back in, you know, come back. It's over here. Look inside yourself. That's where we'll find that peace of mind that you're looking for. That inner peace that everyone in theory is looking for. Or the clues in the name. It's inner peace. It's in us. Um, uh, and, it's, and it's not out there in the big wide world and neither is the big scary stuff out there in the big wide world.
Um, you know, we will all, we might experience something that's big and scary, but we'll have different expectations and, and, and experiences of that ourselves because we're looking at it with our own thinking in that moment and taking our, you know, our own lessons away from that. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, you know, I absolutely love it for that, for, for, for the freedom and the simplicity of it. Um, because, it, you know, that it isn't rocket science, but then nothing in nature is rocket science. If it was, it wouldn't work. Evolution will kick it out. Um, we've just talked us talked our way out of what's absolutely inside us already. It's you know it's um, an unfortunate way that society and education and being brought up and the way that we we talk about things makes it feel like our experience is outside us. It's you know it's done it's done to us. Um, it's just it, it's accidental bad language in terms of the, the way things are described that's that's how we learn things back in a back to front way it's it's just poorly articulated not on purpose not by design just that's just how it is well that's okay because we've learned it the wrong way so we can learn it the right way just as easily you know we that there is at no point in anyone's life is there no way back and, and that's cool. You know, you can absolutely think that the world is about to end and you can't cope with it anymore. And then you see something fresh and different. Um, and, and you move on. You know, the, 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 I was speaking to a guy two, two years ago. We, we met up for breakfast and uh, we had a great chat and he got really quiet and uh, was feeling really quite optimistic about the future, having been pulling himself to pieces, trying to juggle a, a new uh, role outside the army, um, family life, getting his head around all of that, and then dealing with his demons, which were consuming him, or felt like they were consuming him. And when, as we were, as we were leaving, um, he goes, all right, I can see I've, I've got a long journey ahead of me. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to work through here. I said, yeah, or there might not be. And you might see something interesting on the drive home that just shifts it. And the smile that spread across his face when he realised the truth of that didn't change, you know, it didn't change anything instantly for him, but he went from seeing this is a long journey to it might not be. Um, and, the, and the, you know, the fact that there was nowhere that he needed to get to, no stuff he needed to do to get somewhere, he just hadn't got there yet. And, and that could happen at any moment. It's, you know, that's amazing freedom. And it, yeah, it's, it's something that anybody can help anybody else with just by putting their own personal thoughts to one side for the moment. Like, you know, a little bit like I did by accident eight years ago when I had the rush of, oh my God, how do I help this bloke who's been sectioned to, okay, well, just turn up and see what you can do. So it went from help to, okay, right, well, we're here. Let's get on with it. Let's see what we can do. Um, I think it's probably helped that I knew he was safe at that moment. Um, uh, I think if, if, if he'd been somewhere different, I might have had a different reaction to that. But then I now know that that would be my reaction. Um, and that 
you know, that's, that's another wonderful freedom is that there's nothing I can do or say that will change anybody's mind directly. Um, so there's no point in worrying about what they might, may or may not do. If they're on the phone uh, or on the end of a Zoom link or whatever, they're engaged with somebody else. There's a chance for them to see things differently. Um, there's also a massive chance that they'll see it differently for themselves. And that's, you know, that's when I think for, for the majority of the people that I've been speaking to, it's when um, they've seen something different for themselves in their own time. So they've been completely caught up and then seen how innocently they got caught in their own thoughts and step through and come out the other side stronger. Um, and then they've gone, oh, oh, I did, that wasn't Dave. Dave wasn't involved in that. Good, absolutely good. It shouldn't be about me at all, ever. It's 100% about you, but you know, it's, very, it's very easy for people to go, oh, I need a dose of such and such a person. Um, you know, it's, the, it's the next addiction of, I need um, someone else's time to help with this. Um, well, the freedom comes when people start seeing it for themselves in their own time, in their own environment. Um, and it's absolutely, absolutely possible because actually when they look back into their lives, they will see moments in their life where that's happened and they there was no one else around. They just they just rolled rolled with what showed up. You know, that, that self-discovery bit. Um, you know, once I understood how the principles worked and saw them in my life, looking back through it, going, oh, yeah, I can see where I got caught up there and there and there, and how it went from um felt incredibly stuck and unpleasant and that I can't see a way out of this to a change of thought and complete clarity. Mm. And the only thing that changed was my thinking around that situation. It wasn't until looking back at it and reflecting on it that that's what had happened, but it's absolutely what's ha what happened, what has happened. Um, and I love that. You know, I absolutely love that. I think one of the, one of the, smallest and biggest lessons I've, I've had around this understanding was at the conference in Three Principles UK conference um, two, yeah, two years ago, so three conferences ago. Um, and uh, Mara Olsen was talking about an experience that she'd had talking with, with Linda Pransky about getting, getting caught up on, um, getting caught in her own thoughts. And, and Mara was going, I've been around this for long enough now. Why does it still happen? You know, why am I still getting caught up on this? Having a bit of a moment. And, and Linda went, oh, I love it when that happens. She was, it happens to you too? Yeah, yeah. It means I haven't learned something yet. And I'm about to see something fresh for the first time. And it, it blew my mind because it's so true. You know, when we, the, the discomfort we feel in life sometimes comes because we're in danger and it's saying, move out of the way. Um, that's fine. But most of the time, it's because we haven't quite seen something right yet. It's saying you're not seeing it straight yet. Um, and we fear it. We run away from it. We go, ah, and go and hide. Well, no, actually, this is what's, what's around the corner. I'm about, to, I'm about to see something new. And that's really, really exciting. Um, so, you know, the... the, you know, the, the PTS landscape for veterans at the moment is 
not good. It's not, you know, it's not a pretty sight. But I'm hugely optimistic that, that that's going to change. Um, and, and that's not because someone's going to wave a magic wand and produce a load of money and there's going to be loads of, loads of extra therapy. I think it's because people will start seeing that they can help each other out um, at a really simple level just by connecting with each other. Um, and that's, you know, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that's, that's what, what I'm working towards at the moment is just turning up, seeing what sticks and, and seeing how that goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like when you were, all the stuff that you were pointing to was to me, I was just thinking of the word transformation. You know, it was like that, um, rather than kind of where I, where I started off talking about that, where it was change was difficult, change was hard, change took time, it, um, required um, complex solutions and so on. And kind of what you pointed to is the simplicity and, and how transformation works just by seeing, like, I, like happened to me when someone said, is it true? That's all they said, you know? And it was like, and all of a sudden that opened up a world of possibility versus my own thinking about something and how transformational that is that experience for people where nothing on the outside has to change you know but everything from the inside looking out changes you know and the world just looks like a different place all of a sudden instantaneously or spontaneously without having to do anything without having any complicated um therapies or treatments or long periods of time just everything just looks different you know just just through that simple seeing of how it all works, exactly what you said about the connection between thought and the experience that they're having, you know? So that's what I was, transformation is, um, you know, life-changing transformation, right? That's not difficult. It just comes so simply. Absolutely. You know, life is change. Yeah. We, you know, the, no moment is the same at all through our lives. We, we just don't, we just don't see it because we're so in it. We're yeah. just, we're, we're too, we're too close to it at times, but actually if we just take a step back and think everything is changing all the time and, and that's, there's no way you can stop it. And that's wonderful because what feels so stuck and solid at the moment has every opportunity to not in the next. And it's cool. Really cool. Yeah. I always, I always like to ask people, does a fish know it's swimming in water? You know, it's kind of like, it's that, because that's exactly the same for humans. Do we know, you know, that we're living in a world of thought? You know, it's kind of like, and I always say to people, don't answer me that question. Just go away and keep thinking about it. Every time it comes to mind, just reflect on it. Is it does a fish know it's swimming in water? Could it possibly know? You know, it's like, if it's never been any other way. And that's kind of for us, right? That's how it because that's how we've spent so long just lost in our own world of thought that that's just kind of looks like how it is. There's nothing to see beyond that. Cool. So we've almost run out of time. So yeah, thank you again. That was um, such a wonderful and clear explanation of simplicity, you know, and, and how this all looks from a different perspective. You know, it's like that um, for anyone coming, looking for help, you know, over there, with a, a a wonder about PTSD, post-traumatic stress, you know, and how it all sort of fits together. I think what David pointed to was a real simple and different perspective than than the typical narrative that's going on in the world, and that's you know really cool. 
Um, is there anything, is there, what are you up to at the moment and how can people get hold of you? Cool. Um, well, the way people can get hold of me is I've, um, my company's called Simplicity in Mind. Um, so either Dave at simplicityinmind.co.uk, uh, website of the same name. Um, but I'm also working uh, on a couple of projects. So through my regiment, I've got a, a, a monthly call uh, that happens on the final Monday of every month. It's completely um, free for anyone to drop into, but that's, that's purely for, for my regiment. Um, but I've been working with a, a guy called uh, Paul McCarty. Um, Paul did a, a, a wonderful piece of work for um, a project I was working on with Bill Pettit, Judy Sedgman, Brad Gallup and Affair Meyer. We, we recorded um, The Missing Link over a two-year period. We, we read extracts of that uh, and then talked about what we saw from, with a, with a post-traumatic stress and veteran angle, um, which is all freely available on YouTube. So there's about nine hours of content. That's called The Missing Link for Veterans. Um, and, and Paul did the video editing for that for free, which is brilliant. So again, it's, it's completely for, for anybody to, to use and dip into. Um, but Paul and I are working on a couple of things at the moment. One is we're, um, we're writing a book called Missing in Action. Um, uh, and it's uh, a story, or it will be a collection of stories of uh, moving from uh, trauma through to, to finding peace of mind and clarity. Uh, we're at the moment involved in getting sort of 30 to 40 people to, to either write their stories or, or be interviewed and we'll write it up for them. Uh, the book will be a, a some non-profit making thing to make it as accessible as possible. Uh, and we're hoping to, to get it turned into an audio book as well, because quite a lot of um, uh, the people I've been working with prefer to listen rather than to read. Um, so that's something we're working on. Um, and on the back of that, we just to test ourselves, we've decided to put together um, a program for 12 months uh, for um, hopefully around eight veterans uh, to, to hope again, hopefully see them transition from, from being at an uncomfortable place to being in a comfortable one in the process, training them up as peer mentors so that they can help other people. Um, and we're in the process of, of getting hopefully a, a university to come along and do some uh, uh, independent research around that at the same time. So lots of exciting things. Um, uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, what sticks. Um, but we're having fun in the process. Awesome. I'll put those links in the uh, podcast when I put it live, so people can find the uh, YouTube channel and your website. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll uh, ping you the links across. Brilliant. Thanks very much, David. No worries.